0: In this episode, I'll be talking all about circumlocution. What is it exactly? Why is it useful for students to have this skill? And how can we teach circumlocution to students in our classroom? A lot to take in with this concept, so uh, let's jump in. Are you a language teacher looking for some reassurance that what you're doing in the classroom is on the right track? Or maybe you're looking for some ways to teach even more effectively. If you're one or the other, or somewhere in between, you've landed in the right place. This is the World Language Classroom Podcast with your host, me, Joshua Cabral. You're about to get tips, tools, and resources so that your students continue to rise in proficiency and communicate with confidence. Let's jump in. Vamos, allons-y. Hello my friends, bonjour mes amis, hola mis amigos, welcome to the World Language Classroom Podcast, I am Joshua, and thank you so much for being here each week, tuning in to hear tips about what you can be doing in your classroom, what other teachers are doing in their classroom, collaborating and all that, Uh, that's what makes you the awesome educated that you are, so thank you for doing that every week. Just make sure that you are liking, subscribing, following, whatever the app is asking you to do to make sure that you get these episodes episodes every Monday when they come out so you don't miss any. And also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave a rating and maybe a comment there, let us know how we're doing. That would be really helpful because it helps other teachers who may not be a part of this conversation and listening to the podcast to have it pop up as a suggestion and they can join the conversation as well. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about circumlocution. This is a topic that has gained a lot of momentum in language classes in the last couple of years. I often hear it during workshops, and I see it all the time on Twitter and different Facebook groups. So I know teachers are talking about it, and this was actually a special request to do an episode on circumlocution. So I am happy to do that. I love talking about circumlocution, so we can jump right in with this topic. So what is this whole idea of circumlocution? Well, if we step back for a second, you know, many of us as second and third language speakers highly proficient second language third language speakers we have figured out ways to communicate words or thoughts if we don't actually have the exact words needed like we don't know them we haven't acquired or learned the exact words needed we've found ways to communicate that as highly proficient speakers Now, here's the thing. When a lot of us, you know, going back 20, 30 years ago in our language classrooms, this was not a concept that was happening. So it's something that we have figured out on our own to do as we engaged more with the language and had more conversations with the language. Now that we know that this concept exists, we can actually teach it to our students so that they're able to do it. And there are things that we have figured out what to do and how to get those ideas and thoughts out and we don't have the word. And wouldn't it have been great if we had learned those skills really early on? Now, again, we eventually figured them out. But if we knew them earlier on, we could have been communicating much better and earlier on. So now we can look specifically at what some of those skills are and we can teach those to our students so that they do not have to revert to the how do you say what's the word for that they can actually talk around the words and use the words in the language that they know to communicate the ideas and thoughts that they might not have the exact language for so that's what the whole word means it means to talk around so We're going to look at what some of those specific strategies are that we can teach to students. And if this is not a familiar concept to you, you'll realize, wow, this is actually something that I do. And it might sound like common sense. Oh, yeah, sure, that's something I do. But again, as proficient second language speakers, it's something that we have figured out how to do over time but we can actually teach it as an early skill to our students. So even though it might seem like common sense, it has not always been common sense to us, right? So we've figured that out. So let's teach it to our students early on. Circumlocution is a strategy, essentially, for describing or like defining concepts instead of saying or writing specific words. Circumlocution we often think of as only verbal, but it's something that can happen in writing as well. So we can teach students how to do this, and we can give them tools to engage in that process. So here are some suggestions for how to give the general idea to students, and then I'm gonna get very specific into the novice and intermediate level and language that students can use and skills they can use at those levels. But generally, when we want to present the idea of circumlocution to students, we want to say to them, use the vocabulary you already know. It might not be the exact word that you would say in your native language to express this, but it doesn't have to be that word. You can use a different word or a different verb or whatever it is to explain or say or express the same thing. So first off, again, seems simple, common sense, but a lot of times students sort of have that uh, paralysis. They stop speaking or I don't know the, the word to say this because they have that one specific word. So if we can get the concept to them that, You may know another word for it, but it's not just exactly the one that you're looking for right now. And so along with that is to get them in the habit of trying to say things in a different way. Because it's not that very first way that you're thinking of saying it. It Often happens at the novice level that this is exactly what I want to say and I don't know how to say that. So... What do I do? Either I say, how do you say it? Or is there a different way, usually a more simplified way of saying it, that will get the same idea across? Again, we need students to fundamentally understand this concept. And then we also have them think about synonyms. You know, that's exactly what we're talking about. If you don't have the exact word, is there a synonym for it? Is there something else that's similar to it that you could say rather than needing only that language? Now, again, the whole idea of circumlocution is we want to stay in the target language as much as possible and by having these skills and this mindset really it's going to help students to stay in the target language without having to play the how do you say game or feeling they have to look up words all the time because they have to say exactly only the word that they're thinking of that they don't know in the target language that maybe there's a synonym maybe there's another way of saying it The other thing is to point out to students that rather than saying what something is, saying what it's not. For example, if they want to say something is big and they don't know the word for big, but they know the word small, they can just simply say it's not small. And that conveys the same idea of big, perhaps, you know. So if you don't know the synonym and you know the word that's the opposite, then say that it's just not that. And then, of course, there's also the idea of pointing and using gestures and actions and sounds. And, you know, it's not cheating if you're really just trying to get your idea across and the entire thing is not going to be a charades conversation, but maybe one small concept or word that will help you to stay in the target language if you can just do it for that. So now I want to look at some specific language that we can teach to students. And... What I do in my classroom is I have a circumlocution wall, and you can see a picture of this on my website. I'm going to put the link to my circumlocution blog post in the show notes so you can see specifically what the poster on the wall for circumlocution looks like for students. Starting with novice level, where it tends to be more concrete words because they're speaking at that single word and phrase level. So if they have memorized language, memorized chunks of language that they're chunking together to make longer sentences, what they're adding on at the novice level tends to be at that one word level. And those words tend to be a bit more on the concrete side. So one really helpful thing that I will suggest is as much as possible, if we teach students category names, rather than a lot of specific words within a category, within a theme. Those are great to know, obviously. But anytime that we're teaching two or three things like, say, an animal, three different types of animals or something, or they're learning the names for animals to make sure they know the word for animals rather than just dog, cat, bird, that often ends up happening. But if they know the word for a person, an activity, a sport, A pastime, an animal, a food, a vegetable, a fruit, a meat, a vehicle, a place, a country, clothing, a utensil. See, all of those general words, then they can say, oh, uh, it's a it's a utensil for eating salad because they don't know the word for fork or it's a utensil for uh, meat because they don't know the word for knife. By having these category words, they can at least start by saying it's a sport. Maybe they don't know the specific sport. They can say that it is a fruit. They might not know the exact fruit. They could say it's a place without knowing the names of all the different places around their town or city, or a vehicle without knowing specifically that it's a car or a truck or a bike or something like that. So by having these category words, it gives them a starting point. And then we as teachers, upon hearing that, then we can actually scaffold and help them to get to saying what they need to say, knowing full well that, you know, say if they're 14 or 15 years old and they're not able to drive and they're saying it's the vehicle that I used to come to school in and... It ends up being bike because that's maybe the only way they could get there or the school bus or something like that that you can. Oh, you started with the word vehicle, but if they, if they didn't have the word vehicle, you would have no place to go with there. So I always recommend starting with those category words for those novice level students and then providing functional chunks of language for them to use. For example, it's a small, big object, a medium sized object it is, and then a color, or it is a shape, round, square, what it's made of, wood, metal, paper, plastic, it's in, and they can say in a place that it's in. And so you'll see on the circumlocution poster, it has all these functional chunks that they can look at and reference as they're trying to say things, whether they're In a class discussion or small group discussions, small group activities, games, whatever they're doing, that they always have those on the wall that they can reference without having to say, how do you say? They have those functional chunks to start, and then they can add on. They may not get the exact idea across of what it is, but they can say, you know, it is a fruit that's red. It is a round fruit that's red. And everyone can say, yeah, fine, it's probably an apple. You know, and then kind of move on from there. Then at the intermediate level, ideas are going to get more abstract. They're not going to be those concrete nouns and phrases that they want to say. So now these functional chunks, again, for students to use will be it resembles a you know, something that looks like something, or it's kind of like when you do this, but it's not exactly that activity, or it is an object that, and then they say a verb, you know? It's an object that, you know, for writing, or it's an object for playing baseball, Or it's an object for buying something when you aren't using dollars. You know, if you want to get the idea of credit card or debit card or cash app on a phone or something like that. So, again, these are getting to be more abstract ideas. Or it is used for doing something. And then really important, something to the effect of it's a person who. And then uh, maybe say where they work if you're not sure of the name of a particular job. You can say, oh, it's a person who does this, you know, because you can kind of get that idea across without saying what the actual job is. Or it's when you, and you put a verb in, uh, like if they don't know specifically uh, for waiting in line. You know, it's when you go to the movies and you're outside and the movie hasn't started yet. You know, so, oh, so it's like the waiting in line. Or it is a... Apparatus machine. Uh, I'm using the 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 French here, appareil, which is a very common word. Um, It's the 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 apparatus, the thing that goes on your teeth, you know, for braces or something like that. You know, so it's the this idea of having these functional chunks that they can then add verbs and nouns onto to get to say the idea and concept that they're trying to get to, but don't actually have the language for. So if you take a look at the blog post uh, that's in the show notes, you'll see what the circumlocution poster looks like, and you can also have some downloads in there um, to do these sorts of activities with your class. And it's a good idea to do activities in the classroom where students are practicing circumlocution. And once they get used to it and they have good practice with it, then they can start to use it in their regular communication rather than just in games. But certain games like Taboo, where you have to get your team members to say a word that you're describing for them. Or you can have games like Heads Up, which is kind of similar to that. But all of these are giving students practice in saying everything except that word. Now, granted, they're going to know that word when you're playing the the game, and so will everyone else. They can guess it. But it's helping them with that skill of using circumlocution. And it's also essential that we as teachers model circumlocution in the classroom as well. So if we come across an idea or a word that students do not understand, if you're doing sort of comprehensible input and you're seeing that students just do not know that word rather than going right to translation, sometimes that's the quickest and easiest thing to do and you want to save time and move on. But if you have the time to engage in some circumlocution with it and you use all the prompts that are on your circumlocution reference sheet or wall for students to get to understanding what it is, then they'll see us as teachers using circumlocution in the classroom as well. So just a quick recap of this whole idea of circumlocution. You know, something we do that seems like it's common sense because we've learned to do it as proficient second language, third language speakers. But it is a skill that we can teach students to do early on so that they can begin communicating ideas using the language they have to get through some ideas of a language that they might not have. And you're going to approach it a little differently at the novice level and the intermediate level because the language is a bit more concrete rather than abstract. And we definitely want to do some games in the classroom so that students are in a playful way engaging in this skill. And we want to make sure that we as teachers are using circumlocution in the classroom as well. So check out the blog post. You'll see it in the show notes so you can see a little more about the ideas and some of this in writing that might help. And you also see a picture of what the circumlocution wall looks like if you want to do something similar in your classroom. And you'll also see in the show notes, as always, the link to sign up for Talking Points, my weekly email newsletter with tips and tools for language teaching and language learning. And if you want to get in touch about me working with you, perhaps in your school or virtually, which I'm doing quite a bit right now as well, I would love the opportunity to work with you and the teachers in your school. And you can get all that information in the show notes and on my website, wlclassroom.com as well. Okay, try out Circumlocution. Let us know how it goes on Twitter or in my Facebook group. All right, talk to you soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to the World Language Classroom Podcast. Be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening so you don't miss a single episode. Let's continue the conversation on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at WL Classroom. You can also see over 250 blog posts about language teaching at, you guessed it, WLClassroom.com.